Hi, welcome to Kids First, a podcast created by Kids for Kids. I'm Lily. And I'm Evie. Hi, I'm Inez. And each month we talk to people about their jobs. This month we're talking to an author, Toby. He's published two novels, was a music journalist lectured at university, teaching creative writing and film appreciation. Fact. The poet Sylvia Plath wrote about the difficulty of writing in her journal. Some things are hard to write about. After something happens to you, you go to write it down and either you over-dramatise it or underplay it, exaggerate the wrong parts or ignore the important ones. At any rate, you never write it quite the way you want to. We acknowledge that we are on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who have been custodians of this land for thousands of years. Thanks for talking with us, Tony. How did you become a writer? Who inspired you to be a writer? I was always being told in school that I was a good writer. The thing that my teachers and other students would always say was that I had a way with words. And then in about year eight, I had this teacher who started telling me like that I was really good at writing and that I should start thinking about it as a possible career. She started giving me books that she thought I should read and... That, in turn, gave me, I guess you'd say, this kind of window into a world of writers that I never would have otherwise seen. I became kind of fascinated with many of these writers, one of whom was um, Sylvia Plath, as it happens. And so then I started wanting to read about the writers themselves, like biographies, etc. When I found out how it was they lived their lives, sitting alone at a desk, never having to leave home, getting paid to tell stories, I kind of knew I'd found my calling. What kinds of book ha- books have you written? Non-fiction or fiction? At school, we mainly write nar- narratives and persuasive and recounts. Um, I write mainly fiction. My two published novels so far have been fiction, uh, and the new book I'm working, working on now is too. I've published lots of non-fiction when I was working as a journalist, but for me, making a story up from scratch is the thing that really appeals to me as a writer. I don't know why, but there's just something really satisfying for me in starting with this blank page and then filling it up. I read over it when it's finished, and if I like it, I feel this sense of accomplishment that I don't really feel in any other kind of work that I've ever done. Uh, I then get incredibly nervous about reading it aloud to anyone, but that's a whole other story. I like mysteries like The Hardy Boys. What kind of stories do you like? I kind of like all sorts of stories, really. I suppose the ones that appeal to me the most have always had some kind of element of people being transformed in them. Um, As a kid, two of the stories I really liked were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and The Wolfman. Those are two horror or fantasy stories about people who quite literally are transformed into other beings. As I've gotten older, though, I've found that the idea of people changing in more realistic ways uh, has become more and more interesting to me. I like the idea of people realising they don't have to be the kind of people society says they should be, that their identity is something that they own. I was... And I think that's because I was this suburban kid who was told that I would work in a factory all my life. But then as a teenager, I discovered punk uh, 
and realised I could do anything and what I wanted to do was become a writer. I suppose the current equivalent might be LGBTQI kids discovering through stories that they're not alone. So yeah, I just I love this ability stories have to change our lives for the better. A really good example might be this famous novel by Mark Twain uh, called The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. It's about these two young boys, one of them white, one of them black, who go on this adventure up a river. And it's it was written a hell of a long time ago. It was probably set a long time before that. The, the society that these two boys live in is incredibly racist. And the white boy is told that if he plays with black kids, he will actually go to hell. But, of course, they find themselves in this, um, in this adventure on the river and... You know, it's a a really fantastic, ripping adventure yarn. And right at the end of it, Huck Finn, Huckleberry Finn, who's the narrator of the story, says, um, oh, okay, well, I don't care anymore. I'll go to hell. And it's just this kind of fantastic line of this young boy transcending uh, his surroundings, transcending his... You know, really racist surroundings. So, you know, it just, it's a really great example of this ability of stories to, to change the way people act. What does transcending mean? Oh, okay. It just means becoming something new, becoming something that, in this case, perhaps you aren't. Like, you know, for me, it was about I became a writer rather than someone who's going to work in a factory. Huckleberry Finn became someone who wasn't racist uh, rather than someone who was. My favourite author is David Williams. Who is your favourite author? My favourite author is another David, actually, Evie, a guy called David Foster Wallace. Although he's very white and very male, I've just never seen another writer anywhere near as intelligent as him. I think the thing I like most about his writing is the generosity. When I read him, I get the feeling that he sincerely cares for me as a reader. I mean, I know that's weird, but yeah, I really get that feeling. And the other thing about Wallace is that he's incredibly prescient. He has this ability uh, ability to be able to predict the future. In his most famous novel, Infinite Jest, which he began writing in the 1980s, he somehow manages to tell us all about Netflix and all about Donald Trump. Um, Pretty amazing when you think about Donald Trump hadn't even come to power until... Uh, 30 years later, 40 years later, maybe. Have you ever written about animals? No, Anes, I haven't. Even though I've never written kind of specifically about them, they're actually everywhere in my writing. I can't think of a short story or one of my books that hasn't got uh, a really important scene involving animals. So, yeah, even though really I have to kind of answer no to that question, like I've definitely never written a story or a book specifically about a certain animal, they're kind of everywhere. And I feel like in my work, they're kind of everywhere. People like in real life, hey. So, yeah, I feel like now, having been made aware of this, I may kind of have to do something about that. So thanks for making me aware of it. How do you come up with ideas for story? I kind of feel like I really don't have to. I kind of feel like ideas for stories are everywhere and it's just 
part of my job to just pick out the ones that I want to write about. I feel like if you've got the right kind of ears to listen, um, and if you're curious about life, then life just offers you up enough stories to write a book, you know, each and every week if you kind of wanted to and have the energy to. I mean, I feel like when I'm walking down the street and I see another person, all I need to do is think for a second about what their life might be like. You know, I could think about how their life might be better than mine or I could think about how their life might be worse than mine. But the one thing I... I mean, I, don't, I never know if a person's life is going to be better or worse, but one thing I do know is that there's going to be something interesting about them. And even if they're uninteresting, it's probably valuable to think about, well, why are they uninteresting? You can write about that. Um, and if you have the, the skills, like the, you know, the kind of writing skills, uh, it would be a great uh, thing to read. I mentioned Wallace earlier uh, as my favourite writer, and one of his novels is about tax. To me, I don't know about everyone else, but to me, tax is about the most boring subject you could possibly ever write about. But I love his book about tax. And yeah, so I guess that just goes to show that, you know, stories are like absolutely everywhere. How do you plan out how you're going to develop a story? Great question. I guess I both do and I don't plan out stories. Sometimes I like totally know the end of a story as soon as I start. Other times I think that I don't know the end of the story, but when I actually get there and write the end, it feels like I knew it all along. And there's this thing when you teach writing that you should tell students to write what they know, right? So if they come from a farm, they should write about farm animals. You know, if they come from the city, they should write about going to the coffee shop after school or you know, riding their push bike around or whatever. And you know, it's good advice for writers starting out, but the problem is at some stage, you're going to want to write about something that you don't know or have a character that's worlds apart from anything you've experienced, right? Um, which means you're going to have to do some research. That's the fun bit, though. I mean, my second novel was narrated by a 21-year-old young woman, so I definitely had to think a lot about things she was going to say that perhaps I, I wouldn't. So I guess that's kind of the part of, of planning out and developing the story too, doing research, I suppose. Is it hard writing the end of the story, putting it all together? I don't think so. Not for me. I, don't, I can't really speak about other writers, but... For me, no. I feel like most narratives have logical conclusions, like places where they sort of should and shouldn't end. Kind of like I mentioned in the last question, as a writer, I sort of always have an approximate idea of where a story is going to end. My latest novel, for example, it's really like this huge mess right now. It's like I have no idea about several hundred aspects of how it's going to work but having said that i know exactly where it's going to end so it's just the problem is all the stuff that comes before it really do you write with paper and pen or on a computer i use a computer never really use paper and pen except for like a long long time ago when i was uh, uh in high school uh and we didn't have computers that's kind of how old i am 
even when I left high school and I could afford it, I, I, I used a typewriter. I just, I just kind of like the way typed words look on the page. I, I feel like I've got really terrible handwriting, so that may have something to do with it. But also, even though I'm a bit of a word nerd, like I love words and I'm, I'm kind of quite into them, I'm actually a terrible speller. And I, I love spell check on, on the computer. Another thing I love is the thesaurus function on the computer. And also, I have um, the Oxford English Dictionary on my uh, desktop. So anytime I'm thinking about a word, I can uh, click on the Oxford English Dictionary. And not only will it tell me the definition of the word, it will actually tell me when the, the word was first used and by who. And then it will tell me, you know, how it's been used throughout history. You love drive-in cinemas. Have you ever wanted to write a film? What do you like about drive-ins? Okay, yeah, I do love the drive-ins. What do I like about them? It's just such an awesome night out. But it's also, for me, it's... I was born in the 20th century. And and for me, the two most significant things that happened in the 20th century were the invention of the motor car and the invention of cinema. I mean, cinema was technically kind of invent, invented in the late 19th century, but, you know, let's just, for convenience sake, let's go with 20th century, right? And for me, the drive-in is the coming together of these two kind of most significant inventions of the 20th century. So, yeah, I just love it. Uh, have I ever wanted to write a film? Yes, I have. I Actually, my second novel, Sickness Country, was um, originally written as a screenplay. So I have written a film. Uh, I've written a couple of films, actually. What did you want to be when you were our age? Um, okay, well, funnily enough, given we've been talking about animals, I wanted to be a vet. You guys have totally inspired me now. I'm seriously going to go home and start writing something about reptiles possibly uh and maybe vets who like you know save the world i don't know something yeah thanks guys thanks for talking with us tony thanks for listening to kids first tell your friends all about it You can contact us at kidsverse.com.au or via Twitter at kids underscore verse.